Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! Izzy! Izzy! Welcome to the Paul and Rage podcast, my love, how are you? I'm good. Let's pull the curtain back on the wizard for oh, a second and explain me. what happens every single week before we start recording. <laughs> every single time. We have a little thing called a Zoom that we plug everything into, and my job in this whole recording process is to listen. So I usually put my little headphones into the headphone jack, and every single week for now 21 <laughs> weeks, <laughs> I have put my headphones into my computer, which is in no way linked up to the recording equipment and questioned why I couldn't hear anything. And then Paulie has to tell me, have you put your headphone jack in? Let's see, difference between men and women? Mm. I let you make that mistake 21 times over. (laughs) Like a woman would say in advance, now don't forget, don't forget (laughs) to put the headphone jack in because you stuffed up once. In fact, you watch me do it every week and you let me go through the whole process. Well, because I just think I would prefer for you to to work it out myself. Okay, so so sort of this is the audio equivalent of toilet training. So we've had a little... For 21 weeks now, we've had a little accident on the carpet. But we're getting there. Eventually, you go tinkle on the potty. I'm going to learn. And speaking of tinkle, can we please just open proceedings with a chat about the fact that bubblers sure have changed since I was at school. (laughs) What the f*** is Todd Carney doing? Have you actually seen the photo? No, I haven't. Is it as bad as it's explained? Stand by. Stand by. So everything's hashtag bubbling, hashtag Todd Carney, because apparently now the latest craze, which has come from the skating community, I've found out. This is a thing? No, this is a thing. The skating community. Have a listen to this. This will make your blood boil or bubble. Apparently... It is an internet craze that is prevalent in the skating community. One skater, Troy West, told Vice that it's part of an Aussie skater's everyday life. To wee in your own mouth. (laughs) He said it's something that was even passed down to him from his father. Isn't that great, fatherhood? The craze is apparently starting to pick up in Europe too, with West claiming he was bubbling in both Austria and Italy with other skaters while touring. Why, you might ask? To provoke reactions from laymen. Okay. (laughs) So to get a rise out of people, you're willing to essentially drink your own wee. Like, that's not a win for you if I'm annoyed by that. No, like, no. It's like, like this, how do you talk yourself but into that to win? But do you have to wee? Do you have to actually put it in your mouth? Because from what I can ascertain, it's it is, just hanging your mouth over it so it looks like you're, you're in a bubbler. I love that you always have these photos. Oh, he's actually weeing in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> yep. He's, okay. he's got a fair. He's got a fair old mate. He's got it in his hand. He's aiming it towards himself. I, I totally agree. How is he the winner in this? Exactly. Like what's you're it? pissing in your own mouth, mate. But this is it. But also everything about it. Like firstly, like <laughs> secondly, somebody's held a camera up. Thirdly, they've taken the photo. Surely your reaction is, dude, please, can you delete that photo? Or they're so drunk, it's like, yeah, how awesome is this? And I heard all the defences in the world of all the usual people, oh, boys will be boys. No. I've been a boy my whole life and never, not once, not ever. No. Do you even think about doing that? In fact, if somebody did that, you would think they were so weird, you would never hang out with them again. No. You know, this is just a step too far. I mean, how? But what's left? 
There's yes. nothing. What's left? <laughs> like in terms of shock and carrying on, I was thinking about this today. Yeah. What is left? Yeah. Like basically toileting on yourself. Welcome to the lowest point. But obviously, right, this doesn't happen mates. unless somebody is cheering them on or somebody yeah. thinks it's a good idea. Who's clapping this? But this is the thing. You don't discover you can do that accidentally. But Todd Carney too. I mean... Five seconds ago, he's taking nude photos for some birdie met on Facebook. Yeah, but now you it- know what's going to happen. Some idiot will try and do the redemption story, or the I miss my dad, or some. Uh-huh. There'll be some massive reason and family problems. Can we all agree? We we in your own mouth. No play football. <laughs> no play football. No play football. No visiting of children's <laughs> hospitals to make it up. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, you thought pissing in the mouth was the sign that we'd gone too far. <laughs> I may have been able to find a jackhammer and go just one millimetre deeper. Oh, good. Okay, as you know, uh, people love celebrating a baby. Love it. Love it. Love it. Because, you know, I mean, it is it is more important mm. than man walking on mm. the moon. And also, it's never happened before. Never. Never, ever happened before. And isn't that amazing that, mm. that because you're the only person who's mm. ever had a baby, mm. there are all of these shops with options <laughs> for you personally. Congratulations. Congratulations. They build hospitals in other suburbs just in case <laughs> you want to have a baby there. Exactly. It's amazing. Congratulations oh. to you. Yeah, well done. <laughs> now, we know that there's the, the baby shower. Mm. There's the wedding of the head. I love that in the you know women's version, which is the baby shower, all they want to do is like get presents to get reminded of the fact they're having children. All the men want to do is get pissed to forget. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Very good point. I think you've just written a doctoral thesis. My love. <laughs> All right, welcome to the idea of, uh, and this is unbelievable here, the gender reveal party. Oh, please tell me mm-hmm. that this has one of those gender cakes involved. Yeah, it does. <laughs> now, these are the cakes. These are the cakes where, you know, you basically fill it full of, you know, pink Smarties for a girl, oh. blue Smarties for a boy, because you couldn't possibly mix those two colours up, no, you know, no, boys no, no. and girls. You know. And you couldn't possibly just tell your mates. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you know, they got line up and they go to break the cookies or they break whatever and then the green or blue falls out. Oh, they're having a boy. Oh. I knew it because your tummy is a little bigger <laughs> and sitting low. And, oh, God. But... <gasps> Who does this? Oh, a lot of people. Like, first things first, mm. I'm a great believer in life's lucky dip. I'm a great believer in I don't want to know. You really? Yeah, I don't want to know. Didn't know with Lee. I don't want to know whenever it is next time. I just oh, don't want to know. See, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be some kind of preparation. But what's the preparation, though? You're I saying, don't know. I mean, admittedly, I think the only advantage to knowing mm. is you can save yourself the punish of coming up with, like, an entire half of all of your baby names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you know if you don't have to struggle for your boy's name. Yep. Then you can just focus in on Guinevere or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Guinevere. Guinevere would be just a magnificent little girl. Gwen. Gwen. Guinevere. Gwenny, Gwenny, Gwenny. I just think that having a baby is a big enough shock as it is. A person's coming out of my That's shocking to me. That is really shocking. Somebody that is breathing air has come out of my lady bits. Like, that's a shock. I'm not 100% sure how that's happening. I'm also mildly shocked that my has broken like to my bottom, you know, like that's happened as well. So that's shocking. You think you're going to be, you think there's going to be a tear? Oh, tear. I feel like I'm going to go in, I'm going to try and do it without pain relief. Then I reckon I'm just going to ask for 
every drug under the sun, like even ice. I'll take ice. I don't care. You're going to be heroin. Jack that stuff up. I'll do whatever you've got. And then I reckon that I will be in the medical dictionary for years to come from like splitting from oh. my belly button to my tramp stamp. <laughs> You get the podcast, but get us on Facebook. Just go searching for Paul and Rach, but it's not un, it's and. <laughs> it is too. Otherwise, what Unless is Paul and Rach? Is Paul, yeah, Paul un, un Rach. Rach. <laughs> Paul on Rach? No. Um, what could we call, I feel like this might be a segment. It's sort of like a zoot review, only a complaint. <laughs> zoot complaint? <laughs> I'm sure it's registered, but I all right. I feel like we have um, some kind Let's of. Say und complaint. <laughs> und complaint. Und complaint. <laughs> it's the German French word. Und complate. Okay, und complate, our yes. new segment. Which... Und complate. <laughs> complante. All right, we'll have to come up with a musical intro. Um, so I use this nail stuff, right, which is basically cuticle oil mm. for uh, good for your cuticles. Now, there I. There was a story a few weeks ago involving cuticle cutters at an airport. I remember it <laughs> very well. Go back and search your podcast history if you're new to the show. So I want to know why you're going to make a product that when you've still got, say, <laughs> a, almost a quarter of the product left... The brush doesn't reach. The brush doesn't reach. It doesn't. So I can get a bit of it on there, but you can't use the Put whole... Put some on me, please. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. This is very good stuff. If you have... What's it for? It's for your cuticles, right? It's oil so that you don't get dry, crusty cuticles. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> Is See, that now, fatal? Is that a serious condition? No, this is not a serious Is that like overly active capillaries? <laughs> like if I have dry, crusty cuticles, what happens? <laughs> it's just for like, you have to rub it in like this. We're actually doing this in my bedroom on the floor like a couple of girlfriends. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't get sick or anything. You just It just looks better when your yeah. cuticles are all moisturized and things. Uh-huh. But don't you ever like, it's like you can't get all of the toothpaste out. Yeah, it's or... absurd. Yeah, very good point. Is that if you're going to sell a product with 300 mils or whatever yes. it is, you should be able to use 300 mils. Exactly. But, so, is there, but is there a point in time when, with that application, can you turn it upside down and kind of splash it on like aftershave or something? Oh. Oh. Maybe oh, you can. Have I just solved a little problem for you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Una complante is over. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, I have a question for you, and it's about being a girl. Oh, yes, I'll answer it. All right. Study, news.com.au, yep. headline. Women put off sport by breasts. Nearly one in five women say their breasts stop them participating in physical activity. According to new research, which is done by the University of Portsmouth Research Group in Breast Health. Ooh. How do I join? <laughs> Among other things, you know, bra sizes, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Um, does it put one off? I would think, yes, it does. I have small boobies. And hey, I- whoa, whoa, whoa. What? They're good. <laughs> Thank you. But they're the right size for exercise. Yes. They are. Athletic. They're athletics boobs. So I could put them in a sports bra and they're 
they're fine. They don't jiggle around all the time. There are a lot of women with big boobies and they can't run. I had a girlfriend of mine that had boobies so big, she used to have to get her bras, A, specially made, and B, she had to go to Clark Rubber and get a layer of, you know, we're talking the other day how to Clark Rubber stay in business. Big-breasted women. She had to get like a layer of um, padding and get it sewn into the bra strap because the bra strap cut into her oh, arm oh. and her shoulder because her titties was so big. Hello. <laughs> so what's that? Is that like the double H F that was like, like that an crazy F, Yeah, that was like a G or something. Like wow. she was crazy, like outside of stores, big boobied. How old was she? This was when we were in university, so she was early 20s. Oh, no, 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 with no. With gigantic melons. Like Soleil Moonfryer boobies. Oh, Punky Brewster. Remember oh, she, yeah, she, yeah had... she had a breast reduction. Yes. She did. You know what I'm a bit scared about is that my mum told me that she had little boobs like mine, hmm. but then when she had a baby, she got big, massive boobies and they never went down. Oh, and so she has got these massive mams. Oh. She's got. I used to when she when I was a kid, I was obsessed with my mum's boobs. I just didn't know what was going on there. There's all this stuff hanging off your front. Hang on, hang on. I'm sure they're a lot better than that. Oh, they were spectacular. Right, okay. But she used to keep her booby cream, right? This or like oil stuff in the crisper drawer of the fridge, and she would come out. That's it, not dipping sauce. <laughs> it's mum's boob it's cream. Mom's boob cream, To right? avoid stretch marks. To avoid stretch marks, to keep them more supple and whatever. So she would go every night just before bed to the crisper drawer and get out the booby cream and put the booby cream on. Now, we were a very naked household when we, when I was a kid, right? My <laughs> mum and dad walked around naked all the time. And I knew mum would go to the crisper drawer all the time to get the booby cream. So when she had a shower, I would sit at the fridge and wait for her to come to the crisper drawer. And because she would always bend over and then I would just poke it. <laughs> Just poke the bulls You started punching them like Rocky in exactly. that little medicine, that training ball. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Hey, I've got a new segment. Oh. Plane watch. Plane. No, it's gliding. Oh, <laughs> what's the sound of a plane? Um, boom, captain says, sit down. <laughs> Fasten seatbelts. It's time for plane watch. Oh, that's it. <laughs> okay. seatbelts. So I went up to see my uh, mama in Queensland. And her incredible boys. And her incredible bourgeoisies. And so hard of them for me. <laughs> I will. I'll give them a little Pimari <laughs> poke. Your mum goes, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're not five anymore, Rachel. You can't poke my yeah. breasts. And this is your future husband plus one, <laughs> who's now, this is awkward. Um, so I obviously had to get a plane because I can't flap my own wings and I'm not going to drive all the way up to Queensland. Yeah, the novelty falls away of that, Oh, it? yeah, and especially when you did it three times a year when, when you're a kid because Dad refused to fly coach. How's this pre-bankruptcy? Oof, oof, oof. He would only ever get a private plane, so he would get those tiny little oh, private jets around Australia. So when we had to go up as a family, he'd we'd, we had to drive, which is, P.S., worse than coach. So hang on, <laughs> That's hang, actually worse so, than coach. Correct, so hang on. So your dad wouldn't fly in coach? No, wouldn't fly. Would only fly first. Going on a coach was flashy for us. Oh, yeah, like going yeah, yeah. on a coach. Yeah, no, no, no. Wow. He would only fly first class, and because they didn't have first class domestic, 
he would fly private planes. So now every time a plane goes over his house, does he cry? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and he lives in a rather flight pathy area, doesn't he? He certainly does. That's his a daily game. reminder of what used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where's my wine? <laughs> oh, we fell so far. Um, so. <laughs> Oh, the honesty session tonight. I know, right? So, in Plane Watch, I just wanted to talk about a few things that I just noticed when I was flying. The first thing is budget airlines, okay? No, no longer budget. Let's like just you, get that out correct, there. The correct. days of the $49 return flight Rubbish. were 10 years ago. And, and let's be honest, too. If you want to get the $90 flight, it's 6 in the morning on a yeah. Tuesday. And you also have to book three and a half years yeah, in like advance. It, just, it, it, it doesn't <laughs> exist. And no, who knows what they're doing in three and a half weeks, let alone three and a half years' time. So uh, the thing about the budget airline is – Look, I understand you're trying to make your price appear lower than everything else, but just those necessary inclusions, just put them in the price. Well, this just is put this, them in the price. This is like this shit mm. that, that whenever you book a flight where the only way you can pay is clearly with a credit card. Yeah. So here's the $13 charge. Yeah. For the credit card, yeah. go, no, it's all part of the price. And also, I flew international on a budget airline, worst idea ever, because oh. you're going international and you have to buy food, you have to buy entertainment, you have to buy everything. No. On the way to the airport, I thought to myself, I'm sure luggage would be included, but I better ring them up and see how much I get included. And so I rang the airline on the way to the airport and they said, oh, no, you have to pay extra for luggage. I said, who, apart from a drug deal, is taking hand <laughs> luggage on a international flight. Correct, What correct. choice do I have? Correct. If I rocked up to the airport with a laptop bag and a bit of hand luggage, you'd think I had heroin yeah, in there. Yeah, the police would pull you exactly. over. Exactly. You're the dodgy one. Exactly. The other thing that I noticed, you know when you sit behind somebody and you can tell from No, them. I fly up the front. <laughs> Every time. You can tell the minute they sit down that they are going to put the seat back as far as it can go the minute the seatbelt's on turned off. Yes. Yeah. See, I believe that even though there is an A to B range that your seat can go back, common decency dictates you only ever take it to half. Correct. Correct. You never push it the full way. Correct. The other thing I'm going to say, if you have dreadlocks, you're not allowed to fly. Stinkies? Oh, God. Nicest guy I've ever, ever met on a plane. Really delightful. But pee. You know those people who clearly don't wash their clothes with detergent? No, no, yeah. Because, you know, you know, man, that's a corporate no, thing. No, no, no. Man. No, okay, if you don't wash your clothes with detergent because it's a corporate thing and you're caring about the environment, you can't fly because that shit pumps out fuel into the atmosphere. Exactly. I always never forget when one of the reasons why, you know, I like Ian Thorpe as a bloke, but when Ian Thorpe was standing there and, you know, that whatever the, the Live Aid version for Earth Band, whatever it was. Remember oh, all the bands playing that sound. one? Sound relief, sound yeah, something. The, the, yeah. I don't know. Yes. One of those things. Yes, one of those things. One of those things yep. where Bono was very happy. <laughs> yeah. And he's turning around and he's saying to everyone, make sure whatever happens that you turn off your light bulbs and get renewable light bulbs. Anyway, thanks very much. Bye. <laughs> and then we're reading the paper the next day, private jet to uh, Paris for a fashion show. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> the other one thing I would suggest to you if you're flying, don't try and watch Game of Fl- Thrones on a flight. Oh. Too many titties for a plane. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. 
There was an article on news.com.au this week uh, that I believe was just about as stating the obvious as you can get. You know, I mean, it's a 24-hour news cycle these days. Always got to come up with something new. But it's just, this is, I mean, yeah, the, the big fight between them and Daily Mail and, oh, yeah. and BuzzFeed. And then like, you end well, up getting your, you know, autumn guide to trees and shrubs. Correct. And- <laughs> or, or stuff that surprisingly works like, what happens inside a dishwasher? Exactly. I still don't understand why I you know. gave that a click. I know. I know, I'm sorry. It was a mistake. It was an accident. Yeah, uh, so this, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So this stating the obvious article was how to tell when your business idea stinks. <laughs> Let me tell you some of the hot tips that you could only learn at news.com.au. Okay. Number one, someone tells you it stinks. <laughs> You're kidding me. I that's really awesome. Insightful, right? Wow. Keep is, going. Isn't that helpful? Let me guess. There's eight or 12 of them? <laughs> yes. Which magical number did they go with? <laughs> they went with eight. Okay, good. Uh, and uh, how about this? Oh, this is actually something, if, you've, if you're thinking about starting a new business, just get a pen and paper right now because you're not going to want to miss this one. No one is buying what you're selling. <laughs> I thought that meant it was killing it. Yeah. <laughs> So, are you saying when Muzzcorp made no money, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't doing well? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> How about this? You're not excited by the idea. <laughs> that's work. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Similar to the business vein, Rach, but I was watching, I don't know, one of those lifestyle telly channels, Mm. and they had this big conversation Mm. about how many selfies a day is unhealthy. And they seemed to believe that any more than 10 was that you were a bit too into yourself. Sorry? 10! I think that one's too much a day. I reckon if you punch out maybe one a week, because that's the fashion of the times. Yeah. Okay. Like, I've done one or two because you feel like that's how everyone expresses themselves. Yeah. But 10 a day is normal. I find selfies weird. Yeah, talk to me. Talk to me. I can't do them. I find them uncomfortable and odd. I feel uncomfortable about uploading them. Yeah. And I also find when I take a selfie, I have to take... 18 until yeah. I get the right one. It's like when you're changing your voicemail just before you go on holidays. Uh, a million times. Unless it's one take wonder. Oh, a million times. 400 times. Redoing. And you're always doing it in the airport, so there are people around yeah. and you're repeating yourself 95 times After looking. Time. <laughs> but this is a bit, you know, just by the by, mm. I never. What are you supposed to put on that? Everyone knows by now, name, number. And the beep, oh, right? So what are you supposed to say? Like, hi, Paul, I'm not here. So you beep. could do the Dylan McKay from um, Beverly Hills 90210. Hey, it's Dylan. You know the drill. Oh. <laughs> Did he die? I think if he was dead of anything, he'd be dead of old age because I remember he was playing a 17-year-old and he was about 45 yeah, at the time. So he's probably died of old age. Correct. But selfies, right? By saying 10 selfies a day, that to me is... Probably 250 photographs. Yes, because you're seeing all the work. Yes. Who could be f- taking that many photos of themselves? But is it fair to unfollow somebody because of the amount of oh, yeah. selfieing? Yeah. Like you just go, we're still mates, but I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. See, I don't even know that I could be mates with somebody that overly selfies. Really? I just don't know. Do we have mates that overly selfie? No, there are probably one or two that are on the borderline. Where do you stand on the end? I'll beat this out. 
retweeting positive comments about yourself. About where the rest of Australia does. With their back turned. (laughs) I think if somebody pays you a compliment on the internet via Twitter, it is the douchiest move you can do to retweet it and go, thanks, and then clearly it says retweet, you're so amazing and hot and incredible. Who retweets this shit? But also, where's Follow Friday? I've ranted about this before. I'll say it again. Twitter, when it started off cool, collective, hey, follow Rachel, she's my friend. She's really funny. Now, mm. don't tell anyone. You know, there's one guy who follow Fridays me every Friday, oh. but that's all his Twitter feed is. Oh. Is just follow Fridays. I just don't like one trick pony Twitter. Like, have you ever had somebody say, follow me, please, and then you go to their feed and all it is is them saying, follow me, please. To 26 to, people. But yeah. every, and that's the, all the uh, all the feed is. And I'm like, well, what am I going to get if I follow you? Just tweets of you asking people to follow you? Correct. I've said this before. I am all in on Instagram. No comment, no politics, no snark. So what, do, you, do you think you're ever going to give up on Twitter? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I've worked out a surefire way, if you want to look dumb, how you can do it. Uh, the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> Every you, time I walk past, I go, idiot. You know, when you have poor eyesight, get a pair of glasses because if you have to look at your screen really close, you can't do this without looking like an idiot. That's me. Well, I do it long. So I do a lot of <laughs> a lot of the uh, stretch sort of... That doesn't look like you have intellectual issues. Right, but when you're sort of sitting when there... Don't you think that Squinting this... and pointing and click, 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 clicking. Do you not think that this looks like I probably would not be invited to Mensa? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Don't you think that this looks like I am a couple of do- cents short of the dollar? Yes. Unless, of course, you are a genius. And that's the way you express your genius is you go, I've worked out that by extending my arm too far and somehow I'm actually (laughs) wasting brain power. So I'm going to get the radiation of the phone to make me even smarter. (laughs) What is that character? I don't know, but I think he's a regular. (laughs) I'm very smart. See, I'm speaking very quickly, which means I'm full of brain. (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Hey, my friend Paulie told me a funny story the other day. Actually, it's not funny. It's pretty terrible. Oh, hang on. But... All right. Is this the one about the homeless guy? What's the one about the homeless oh, guy? Oh, no, that's the other story you're going to tell me. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend was riding her bike oh. uh, and we were talking. How talk- long have you been together? <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> you are a child. What, what was she wearing when she told you the story? Um, she was wearing um, a dress oh. and stockings and some boots. Oh, that's generic. <laughs> <laughs> Generically sexy. <laughs> um, so we were talking about like, you know, when you go into a show, because we were going to see a theatre show, mm. and you know when it says it's got strobe lighting, so, you oh, know. Watch out, yeah, watch out epileptics yeah. and things. And so we were talking about... You oh, will get wet. <laughs> totally. The first four rows will get wet. <laughs> we were talking about whether that really happens or yeah. whether that's just Warning covering. fatigue. Exactly, you know, because everything's warning fatigue because people are so litigious these days. Anyway, she said it does.
does actually cause people to have an epileptic fit because she was riding her bike at night and she had one of those flashy bike lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got off her bike, she started walking home and a couple started walking towards her and the woman in the couple had an epileptic fit in front of her bike. Oh, how would you feel? How would you feel? So she's walking along on the footpath and she said that the woman, as she went down, just said... Bike riders! (laughs) She hit the ground because apparently it happens all the time with bike riders who have this flashing light. What's the need for the flashy light anyway? But it is also at a level of illumination that seems like. Mildly blinding? (laughs) Yeah. That's like the halogen lights when they're coming towards you and you just go, whoa. I know. You know, in coming back a couple of days ago, up and down a highway, no traffic light, mm-hmm. uh, no uh, street lights. So mm-hmm. you've got your high beams on. Yes. And then you turn them off, but the person driving opposite you doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. And you're like, thank you very much. <laughs> I wish epilepsy upon you. You're listening to Paul and Rach. I don't know if there's an epilepsy association or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> I presume I have to apologise in advance. Yeah, you do. Just yeah. in case anything happens. Spent a couple of days in Canberra, which was all uh, nice and fun as always. You love Canberra. I and do. I love that you love Canberra. You put a photo on your Facebook page of Parliament House. Yeah. And it's. I love that because for you, you've always been a big fan of politics and all this kind of stuff, and now you're sort of living the dream that you had as a kid. Well, I've got to say, kind of boring story, but mm-hmm. when I was, I was – very political little kid. I don't know why. I just liked it. I don't I know what I just love that when you're a kid, you. I remember you said to me, I used to read every single paper except the Fin Review. Yeah. And I was like, well, I wouldn't read the Fin Review now. <laughs> you know, that's too heavy for yeah, me yeah, now, yeah. let alone when I was in year six. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I was the one person keeping papers alive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I was a primary school kid and I remember um, I went to the gift shop and I got this, the Parliament House, this thing called How to Take Care of the Australian Flag because I was really obsessed with the Australian flag and where to fly them and how to take care of them and whatever. Yeah, very normal childhood. <laughs> Seriously, no yeah. issues about my parents breaking up whatsoever. <laughs> like, I was fine. Oh, well, this is the thing. A lot of kids, when their parents break up, get into drugs. You got into the Aussie flag. Good on yeah, you. It's fine. <laughs> I understood the Federation star as mm-hmm. if it was, you know, a dirty needle in a back alley. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this little point, and this was like a Bible for me as a kid, which was about, you know, don't let the flag touch the, the ground and you've got to have a light turned on the Australian flag if it's at night. Mm-hmm. The thing this week was, I've been lucky through the TV show, you get to meet lots of different people, all the rest. And, you know, walking into a minister's office, Mm. still awesome to me. Oh, yeah. Like being able to walk in and it's like, and and it's all, would you like a coffee, Mr. Murray? I'm like, no. I'm just like. (laughs) I'd just like to um, touch the walls and smell them for a bit if you don't mind. Correct. But 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 my thing was is that because I am a Bogan traveller, I haven't really been there until I've touched stuff. So I was, and, 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 and they won't mind me telling this story, but I had the chance to be in the PM's office, right? Oh, did you? And, exactly. And I was sort of told, hey, go and wait in the side room. So there's a side room. And I sit down, there's all these pictures and stuff. And, That's right? exciting. So I'm sort of sitting there just sort of going, wow, this is cool. So what do I do? I get up and I just start touching stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't change it. It didn't move anything. A picture of the Queen touched it. <laughs> Seats touched it. <laughs> just, so I'm just walking around there and just touch it. Yep, bang, I've been in the PM's office. That's like I when I go for walks. You know, you always have to get to the point where you turn around. Yes. And I'll pick something to touch <laughs> yeah. to turn around. Yeah, exactly. You go that, if you, especially if you're walking with somebody else, it's always that moment when I'm walking with a pal and I go, I don't know whether they're going to think this is weird. And then I sort of say... 
I usually touch something at the end of my walk when we turn around. Do you mind if we do that? And then you sort of pick the light post or the fence and then you go up and touch and then, okay, we can turn around now. So this is exciting that you got to go to the PM's office. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was just a little impromptu like, hey, pop in and say hi. And it was all lovely and great. And I've got to say, I cannot, and look, this might be one of the billion differences between me and a lot of people who have an opinion for a job. Mm -hmm. I felt like... Oh, this once-in-a-lifetime moment, this kid who didn't deserve to be there, rather than, well, of course I should be here. He's mm. lucky he's talking to me. Yeah, but that's not who you are. I would also say the other thing that sets you apart from anybody else that has been to Parliament House that doesn't work there is that you're probably the first person that's been genuinely interested. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to do a little chlorophyll update. Oh, how's the house this going? <clears throat> Let me talk you through it. So, as we all know, did a Allergy Kid post on uh, chlorophyll yeah, and let's uh, the website, uh, theallergykid.com. Go and check it out. Um, and uh, they were sending me some uh, free chlorophyll. Very excited Sweet. to hit the jackpot. You know, this is what happens when you become a mover and a shaker. Uh, and so I was waiting for my chlorophyll to arrive, and it, I got a little letter in the post that said, You got a package oh, to the post office. And so I turned up at the post office, and it's a little box there, and there's six bottles in this oh. little box. And I'm thinking, I have nailed this. Look. This is great. That's going to last me for six weeks. That's exceptional. Thank I you. saved myself $12 a bottle there. That is great. So I got it home. I'm all excited. I'm like, I don't have to buy chlorophyll for weeks. And I open it up, and they haven't sent me chlorophyll. Oh. They've sent me the poor cousin product that they've just obviously, like it's not chlorophyll at all. It's another product that they do, which I won't say. Which so I won't say. No, no, no. It's not even the same stuff. Oh. It's completely different. They've just sent me what I think is a product that they can't sell. Wow. And so all of a sudden, my really impressive first freebie of my entire life turns into a product that they're just trying to get rid of yeah, off the shelf. they cancel clean up to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you've gone, I'm so in, I'm so, you know, you're excited. Yeah, yeah, I got hand-me-downs. Why, why, why are we so polite about them? Um, don't you want a poly spray? No, I don't Don't wanna... you want me to ruin their No, I, I don't want you to ruin their name because maybe one day they might send me chlorophyll. Oh. <laughs> Guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Where would you put me on the blokey scale of one to ten? Ten being, oh, I don't know. Todd Carney bubbler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where would you put me? Sort of zero to ten. Uh, Six? Uh, see, boy, it depends what the scale is measuring. So I think you're definitely masculine. I don't want to say you're a one which makes mm. you feel like you're not, like you're emasculated. I think you're definitely you know, a manly man, but I just don't think if we're on the scale of male douche, you'd be like right off the scale, number one minus, you know? A manly man, but not a blokey bloke. Exactly. You're it? not, it, okay. totally. Yeah, you're as far away as the from the bubbler as you can possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you very much. Mm. When I think of that story, there's yeah. a smell. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's vitamin like, B. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's too much vitamin B. So evil. It's you've had a couple of Barocas and everything's highlighting you. <laughs> Yellow. That's what it is. <laughs> Blah. Well, I've come up against, you know, my old foe, 
buying mm. a car where I don't quite know what I'm doing. Hang on a second. How many cars do you need? All right. Well, well I You've don't got need the... another one. But, my, my, you know, Shani's car is oh, okay. it's come to the end of its run. Oh, has it? So we've gone, all right, time for a new one. Mm. Looking forward to it. It's nice, cool, fine, fair enough. Mm. Problem is, when I turn up on the lot, mm. I always think they're all kind of too expensive. You know, like yeah. like a car that's 30 grand. Yeah. I go, what? And it is, ne- I am quite sure it is never the actual price. No. I am 100% sure you can always get them down no matter what, but you need somebody with you who knows what they're talking well, about. But it's also that thing too where, and I realised for the very first time in my life, mm. that when you're not buying for you, you're buying for somebody else, you actually can do that I could just walk away. Mm-hmm. So I don't need this. Mm-hmm. So you can become a little bit ballsy. Yeah. Anyway, SK, little SK, little little Me? wooden herd of fly, little Me? shush shush. Yeah. She just turns around. She's able to push him $10,000 down. Oh, it's always a quiet one. She's just turned around and gone, what about this number? No. And the guy's gone, oh, oh, I've got to go see my boss. She comes, uh, the, the bloke comes back. Yeah, okay, we'll do it. 10 grand. 10 grand. That was at least five better than I was willing to do, and I was feeling uncomfortable sort of negotiating off the sticker price in the first place. Did that make you feel like less of a man? I've never wanted to kiss her more. <laughs> to, to be a man. To be a man and say, you are awesome. Maybe that's like a great trick for like if you're having trouble in your relationship and things aren't going well and you need to get like a bit sexy. Negotiate? And- that generally doesn't work for me. <laughs> But like you know, maybe as a woman, you know, you can take your man to the to car yard and just bargain down ten grand. Oh, sure, the route will cost you <laughs> how many hundred dollars? Five thousand dollars for the next five years. I haven't thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au. Rachie, uh, just quickly before we finish up here, you and I have uh, spoken before radio podcast about the oddity that is a gentleman purchasing you underwear. Mm, okay. Yes. I would like to point you in the direction of a website suggested to me by a very beautiful, very attractive friend who would look amazing <laughs> in all of these things. Okay. Mm. I'm not going to name the product for you, but this is the one I'd like to particularly put your attention into for 195 Pounds. Wow. A hundred and ninety-five pounds. The Whitney play suit. <laughs> You're certainly not paying by the square centimetre on that. Because okay. if you are, it's about a hundred pounds per square centimetre. There's no material in that. It's, it's, See, okay, what what is it about my sex life and other people's sex life that is so different in that if Oh, God, that looks ridiculous. It's basically to explain to you, have you ever seen one of those outdoor chairs that your grandparents mm-hmm. owned that were sort of woven, interwoven things yes. that have been left out in the sun and there's holes in the middle of it? That's on her I just... <laughs> okay, if I walked in... in to plus one and To plus gone, one in oh. that, we would both be laughing. <laughs> We would both be laughing. That would not set the mood. That would not set the tone. But the thing is, too, let's be very honest. Uh, none of us really look like supermodels. No. All of us look kind of normal. What do you reckon normal people look like oh, in that stuff? Rubbish. Or somebody with just a little bit of a roll here or there? Rubbish. Like, it would look like you've got yourself tangled in a seatbelt getting here. I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm really interested. Actually, I wonder if I'm the only woman that that feels this. You know, the only pictures you ever see of women's bottoms in G-strings, they look spectacular, mm. you know? Anybody who's showing their bottom in a picture looks wonderful in a G-string. I don't know if it's just me or whether it's a general thing, but I look awful. Oh, really? Awful. But do you, would you describe you have a muscular bot-bot? I do, and there's not like a lot of flabbage, but I put that on it. Oh, See, God. you're going to think, okay, can I just put this? This is one of those ones where, take a hit for the team, where okay. you're going to think it looks terrible, he's going to think it looks great, fantastic. Nah, nah. Really? Nah. Not with, and women, sing it with me on this one, ass pimples. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter, at Paul and Rach. And sadly, that's our little bubbling podcast that comes to a trickling in. <laughs> wow. Goodness. It smells like vitamin B in here. <laughs> <laughs> and now shame. It does indeed. Um, so, so, Rachel, story time. Yes, it's time. Do you want to do an intro? I like it when you do an okay. intro. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel formal. Plus, we don't have a code word because I forgot to put it up on the internet again. Okay, so this will give you some time to think, all right? Okay, yeah. We've come to the end of the podcast where it is that time for Rachel Corbett to read a story from Pickle your magazine and change the dirty words into a polite different word which in this week will be called bubbler yes i was thinking the exact same thing bubbler. great minds today's story is called backseat betty Ooh. <laughs> already in i was at a house party and had been eyeing this chick who goes to the same uni as me it was a bloody cold night so i coolly suggested we down a few shots of vodka to warm ourselves up like the russians oh, put, often a, put do. a jumper on <laughs> Put a jumper on. Candace smiled invitingly, and I suddenly knew vodka wasn't the only thing I'd be sticking my bubbler in that <laughs> night. <laughs> Probably not the best choice of the, code words. The problem was we were partying in the middle of nowhere, and some 30 other people wanted to crash there for the night. After some tonsil hockey and bubbler grabbing, Candace <laughs> suggested we hit the back seat of her car and crank up the heater. It was as good a plan as any, so away we went. Oh, well. While I turned the engine and got the heater going, she was already stripping in the back seat. Within seconds, I was met by a perfectly naked chick lying on... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I closed the door behind me and immediately went for her... Ooh, blah, 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 blah. Candace's bubbler... Bubbled divine and it wasn't long before the windows fogged up from oh. all the extra heat being created by our antics. Her bubblers ran through my hair. Oh, hang on. No, I didn't need to. <laughs> I didn't need to say the bubbler for that one. As I continued bubblering her for an hour. It was the perfect start to an awesome night ahead. After I'd made her bubbler several times, Candace returned the favour and bubbled my bubbler bubbler for ages. There were a few awkward moments adjusting car seats for optimal bubbling but once we were all sorted i bubbled my eager bubbler into a delightfully bubbled bubbler we we bubbled for ages while enduring the occasional drunk trying to look in for a perv oh, well, yeah, yeah. there's bubbling going on in there thank god the fog blocked their view and luckier still her car didn't blow up from having the engine running for several hours that's a lie it was 15 minutes <laughs> See you next week. Ta-da. You're listening to Paul and Rach. <laughs> Too many. Uh, Too many. Uh, Too many. Too many.